<laughs> no, <laughs> I've made this mistake once before. I won't, I will not upgrade in size again. Welcome to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. I'm Angelo, a web and Swift developer. And I'm Frank, now official iOS workshop presenter. That's right. You had uh, Last time we talked, you, you were uh, preparing for the big workshop on the 14th. How'd that go? Oh my god. Okay, so this workshop was a long time coming, and... My goodness, am I ever happy that it's done. Lots of work, lots of work, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, so we'll get into how it went, but I feel like these projects are the type of thing that, you know, you can just keep working on them endlessly, and they're never really done, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or at least that's what we tell ourselves. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll unpack that in a sec. So, as for how it went... Um, it went really well, actually. I'm glad to hear that. It wasn't, it perhaps wasn't up to my standards of, you know, perfection. But for something that I deliver to paying customers, like, I'm very happy. And the initial feedback has been good, too, so voila. That's, yeah, you know, we're often, like, way more critical of what we put out there than the people that actually, you know, pay for the thing. (laughs) <laughs> are, uh which is is weird but like you said you you have these standards that you set for yourself and uh you're the only one that knows what those standards are you know what i mean yeah so when you release um like you, you notice all the little you know the little cracks in the drywall or whatever that oh i should have painted over that but yeah uh, it sounds like it went well that's that's great yeah tell me it, more it, it's funny because that's one of those things that i learned at um Toastmasters. So Toastmasters is like the uh, public speaking group. Uh, It's like sometimes people would, you know, forget parts of their speech and like apologize. But, you know, like no one else is in your head, right? Like no one else knows that you forgot this thing. So, yeah, sometimes it's hard to, you know, kind of like separate, like separate it like from yourself and have like that kind of like dissociation from your content. Yeah. Anyways, like perspective, right? Perspective. It's seeing the, the 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 forest for the trees or right. Whatever. That was a roundabout is. way of saying perspective. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so it went well. I'm kind of surprised I was able to hold people's attention for four and a half hours. Um, and was it that long? Yeah. So it's, it was a whole afternoon. So wow, okay, it would start right. at. So the workshop started at 1 and finished at 5.30. Um, this is kind of... I find it's a good format because right. in a way it doesn't like disrupt like you know your whole development cycle, right? It's only an afternoon. Sure. But, you know, an afternoon is long enough to get like a meaningful amount of work done. It's a commitment, yeah, for sure. And so what was the format over those four and a half hours? So the format was... Uh, it was all exercises. So essentially we would start out. I would give, uh, I would give people an exercise uh, without teaching them anything. 
So here's mm-hmm. an exercise, you know, struggle with it. Maybe you'll be able to do it. Maybe you, but you probably won't. And after they've struggled with it for a little, then, then we go into, you know, okay, what's the problem here? Why what, is it so hard? Like what's the, and then, and then we go into like the learning content and then we go through the exercise together. That's interesting. That's interesting. And, and people were generally pleased with this approach The you know, a lot of the courses you see are, are more like, uh, I'm going to do the thing and we'll talk a little bit about it and maybe you want to try it on your own. So this is a little bit of a different approach and, and I like it. Yeah. So the idea was, is like twofold. The first is like, I really wanted this thing to be hands-on because it's a lot easier sure. to learn something when you're, you know, actually doing it and you're like, you know, you're in the trenches and getting your hands dirty. And secondly, I feel like, well, I feel like, no. <laughs> Studies show that if you try to do something and you struggle with it and you fail, you're more likely to retain um, the information or lessons that come afterwards that then lead to oh, your success. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and the whole, like, honestly, like, I want to optimize for getting like the most amount of learning out of four hours you know right so that's kind of why it's built that way that's cool that's cool yeah so anyways that ended up going really well i'm i'm happy i'm happy with the workshop and i think what i'm most happy with is that like the first one is done so every other workshop will be better and easier to do than this one yeah, that's that's usually the case. You know? <laughs> and, and do you feel that you learned uh, anything that, or not learned, but like, what, did you have any surprise uh, insight in doing it? Did you like, was there anything you're like, wow, I really didn't see that coming or, you know, that you want um, to incorporate into the next one as, as you know, comfortable as you are. Yeah, for sure. Stuff? Uh, yeah. So there's I mean, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Um the first of which is I want to like test this stuff out more. One of the things that I want to do is kind of have like a more mm. iterative approach. So ideally maybe to like people on my newsletter, I could do like shorter sessions, um, maybe like one hour and, you know, okay. just like test out material on them. Right. And yeah. say I like, and this stuff would be either like free or like super low cost, like say like five bucks or something, because I want people to join just to kind of like, you know, flesh out the details and get everything automated. Because I did a lot of stuff manually this time, manually sending out emails and, you know, manually like setting up my screen in order to show like, oh, like now it's a break. So show a timer and Mm -hmm. now I'm showing Mm -hmm. code. Having that stuff automated um, would, I think would help out a lot and kind of like reduce the the like the mental load of giving a workshop right yeah exactly cool so yeah like i i ended up it's funny because during the workshop i ended up writing a checklist for all the things i need to do whenever we go to a break or whenever it's time for exercises because like i needed to stop my local recording you know show a timer make sure that the right screen is shared and then when we come back, I need to, you know, stop the timer, um, you know, bring up Xcode, uh, restart the recording, 
yeah, yeah. I can see uh... the recording got a little uh, hmm <laughs> questionable. The recording is a bit questionable at the beginning, but now, but uh, towards the end, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I'm sure the kind of thing where having a more automated setup and just uh, you know a process that you're um familiar with you know like it, it's also just yeah. a question of i've done this once versus i've done this 20 times right right so and that's kind of what i want to get into with like the with like mini workshops and kind of iterate on this is really like make people go through like the whole process you know like register on the website to like right you know right. pay for the thing and then you receive a link automatically and go through the whole process and if i can you know iterate on that quickly then Man, I'll because I mean I just want to focus on content, right? I don't want to focus on Zapier <laughs> and like linking all of these things up, like this yeah, Rube Goldberg enough. machine of workshops. Yeah, I mean, you're not using any kind of uh, platform for this kind of stuff. It's just you know wiring together st- some things that can be automated and otherwise. <laughs> keeping on top of things in like a to-do much. list right yeah pretty much but i mean i'm happy that i went that route because you know I, I i can't imagine doing like the workshop plus all of the automation work for the first one you know like i'm doing like the not scalable yeah. stuff in the beginning because now's a good time to do it so yeah man <laughs> that was a huge stretch and like the minute after it was done my stress level went down like a million percent. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So there was no like, you know, staying up all night for the next couple of nights saying, I should have said this. Oh, I forgot to cover that. There was none of that. Oh, there was a bit of it, but that's okay. Yeah, all right. But uh, yeah. And, and, you know, so I was thinking about this whole like workshop stuff and even more generally with just putting stuff out there. And I find that mm-hmm. often what stops me from really, you know, putting myself out there in front of people is not so much, uh, is not so much, you know, like confidence in like my, myself and like, and like in my skills, but it's more so about, you know, like what will other people think of me? You know, like, right. Yeah, sure. So say for example, I announce a workshop, um, and that's cool. You know, I create like this big fanfare around it. Mm-hmm. What will my friends think of me if I sell zero tickets? You know? <laughs> like what what happens then? Yeah. What happens I get it. if, you know, I sell a bunch of tickets and everyone asks for a refund? You know, like these are the like kind of mm-hmm. scenarios that play out in my mind. And I realize that which are especially realistic either, right? Right. Probably. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> but I mean as you know, as far as we know as you know. For sure. But and like, I realize that this has been holding me back for a long time and finally getting like a workshop out there and done to paying customers. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm very happy with how like my 2019 is ending. I'm glad to hear that. You know, that was, I know that was a big project for you. We've been talking about it for a long time and, uh, you know, on our, super secret channel of communication. Uh, but I, I'm glad that it went well. I'm glad you're happy with the way it turned out. Uh, and, you know, here's the many more. 
Yeah, man. So, Angelo, tell me, what is new with you? Well, I mean, it's it's the beginning of De- December, Frank. It's I know. the beginning of December. Like, it's December 5th, uh, which means that in, you know, uh, a month's time, it's a whole new year of what am I going to... You know, some people don't care about New Year's resolutions, and that's great. I don't especially care about New Year's resolutions, but I do like sort of uh, planning for what the next little bit of time will be like Mm -hmm. and uh you know years and months and weeks are good starting points for these things so you know we're going to be talking about uh annual reviews and stuff like that like we did last year six months too late or whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) you know um and and lately as i'm doing my weekly retrospectives there um you know, I open up OmniFocus and I'm going through it doing a review and it, it's just starting to look like this big parking lot, you know, where any idea that I have, I throw in there mm-hmm. and I organize it and I curate it. And I only ever promote a couple of things to, you know, okay, do this now. Otherwise, they're just kind of like sitting there. Right. So one thing that I like when I've got a new year coming up is that it's a good time to just wipe the slate clean and, you know, um, just go in or more or less. I'm not going to get rid of perspectives that work and stuff like that, but I do see myself wanting to narrow down like areas of concern and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like you were talking about... uh, things that hold you back from doing stuff Mm -hmm. are sometimes the things that don't make any sense to be holding you back or like holding on to something for, um, for the same reason. Like you're like, I, I, I've kind of incorporated this into my identity and then I don't know whether there's a, like I'm doing this just because I've, I've been doing it for so long or not. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, I'm 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 really thinking of narrowing down whatever I'm tracking into the into something that's a little bit more uh of the moment, let's say. You know, there's still like planning involved, but um a little bit more focusing on the the things that are happening here and now because those are the things that keep bubbling up right in my head, you know? Uh, and the things that keep bubbling up are the things that are probably important to you, that are probably a priority to you. Whereas certain side projects that you might have thought of and said, hey, let me do this, let me do that. Like I have some iOS apps that I've been wanting to update and I've been talking about updating and that I've you know, stated publicly I'm going to update these. And right now I'm kind of feeling like, why? Mm. You know, like I don't even know what the point of that is. They don't bring in any any income uh well because they're free apps but even (laughs) when they were paid apps like they weren't bringing any any income because they're little utilities so i could put in the work to update them but for what point right so it's that kind of thing where i'm like but well because i say that i'm uh 
once upon a time I was an iOS developer, you know? It's just something that I've absorbed into my my identity and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff like that is, you know, I'm starting to give my OmniFocus setup a bit of the uh, the side eye there, you know? I see. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe it needs a bit of spring cleaning. It, Yeah, or, you know, winter solstice cleaning. Why not? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I find I find this is a good time to like at least for myself what I, what I like to do is go through like my someday maybe list cuz like man, a lot of stuff accumulates in there. Yeah. It's like book suggestions, movie suggestions, like all of those things. Um trips I want to take. So anyways, I just like go through there and like purge. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'm ruthless. Well, I mean, you you got to I think it's like hitting mark all is red, you know, <laughs> yeah. just sometimes you just got to do it and, and just say, well, you know what, delete everything in the inbox. And if it's that important, it'll come up again. That's all. I mean, like a lot of these things probably made sense for past Angelo, but now for present Angelo, yeah. maybe not. Mm, yeah, absolutely not. So it's, you know, it's, um, I, I, uh, actually set a couple of domains that I own to not renew in, in hover. And I was like, huh? Like I've, I've never done anything with them. I don't think I'll ever do anything with them. And yet I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is weird. I don't know. Like if I should be letting these go, you know, it's just a weird feeling to, to say like, this is no longer a part of, um, who I am or what I want to be doing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little weird, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It's weird. Do you feel a bit But lighter? to prepare. Yeah, that's it. There you uh, go. you know, like, um, but it's also it being the beginning of December. If you are going to start planning it's, it's for something, it's a good time to start now. So you can sort of, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter, like dry fit the way you would like dry fit furniture before you start gluing everything in place, make sure. Yeah. Everything that I'm planning to do next year. Yeah. This is going to work out. I'm setting myself up for some kind of success, you know? Um, yeah. And And, I mean, if January is like this high time of motivation for you, well then yeah, you want to hit the ground running, right? You don't want to be like, uh, yeah, exactly. Stumble over your planning. At the very least, you don't want to, come up against January 1st where you're like gung-ho and realize, oh, you know, I wanted to start hitting the gym more often and I don't have running shoes or whatever. So I'm going to go in my like winter boots, snowshoes, whatever. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a good time of year. I, I find December to be an exciting time of year you know um and i'm cold so like that keeps me on my toes so that's it's good you know good stuff good stuff i've also just completely wiped out everything on the home screen of my iphone i posted a screenshot yeah i'm looking at this it looks really nice yeah right doesn't it look peaceful i'm gonna I'll, i'll share a i'll share it in the notes for the podcast but uh to describe it how would you describe it there's there's what on that home screen? Well, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing on the home so, screen. That's so there's right. nothing on the home screen except in the in the bottom row, I see four apps. So there's Fantastical, there's OmniFocus, 
Yep. There's YNAB, and there's mm-hmm. a fourth that I do not know. Yeah, that one is drafts. Oh, I've drafts. Heard of drafts. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, drafts is if you want to like get to the nitty gritty of it, it's a text editor. It's not a code editor. It doesn't do like completion. It doesn't do you know. It's it's a text editor for iOS and for Mac OS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll sync your notes between them. Uh, but you know what? The, it also has actions, which are not yet supported on the Mac, but that's coming. I think there's a beta out that, that supports that. But actions, what actions do is they say, uh, you know what? Let me back up a little bit. What I'm realizing is that so much of what I do in my digital life, you mm-hmm. know, in organizing my digital life is about putting text into a rectangle and then ac- taking action on that and then like moving on to the next rectangle that I put text into, right? <laughs> Fair enough. So what drafts does, which is really nice, is that I can enter text in the drafts app and then just send it out to wherever else it needs to go to, you know, minimize rectangles in my life. You know, that's what drafts is. <laughs> the drafts one- is all about rectangle minimization it's the one rectangle to rule them all exactly so like i'll I'll, um you you know there's like the force press or 3d touch or whatever it's called now uh shortcuts where you can just jump right into a new draft Mm -hmm. or dictate a new draft or whatever so if you want to draft something long form like a blog post or an email or whatever you can Maybe capture quick ideas on your phone, then flesh them out a little bit on your Mac. That's nice. You know, all text editors kind of do that, though. Mm -hmm. These days, at least. But the power of it is that you can then also, even if it's just like a one-sentence thing, you can use an action to pipe it out to various other services or apps or whatever. So... I can compose a message and send it off via messages right from drafts. I can write up a task that I want to send to OmniFocus, whether it's like an inbox task or like fully fleshed out with this is the project and this is the due date and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I can do that. Send things to microblog or to tweetbot or create an event in Fantastical, which does the natural language thing. So there's all kinds of like great things and you can create your own actions as well, which is super powerful. Haven't yet experimented with that, but uh, I'm really loving it. It's kind of like, you know, um, the love we had for Alfred. Yeah. And its ability to like leverage workflows to automate things. Actions are in, in drafts are pretty cool. I'll drop a link to the action directory because you can just download new actions for iOS. And uh, yeah, oh, I'm man. really, really, really liking it. Is this something else I need to <laughs> I need to try out? I really. Well, I mean, when's the last time you tried anything new, Frank? <laughs> oh, let me let me tell you about tech, about uh, keyboard maestro. But first, um, just to finish up on drafts, I like yeah. The, I really like the the kind of analogy you made to uh, Alfred because it seems like that's what it... It's like Alfred for iOS, right? It's kind of like this like launching pad 
um, into yeah, other apps. in a sense, there there's another iOS app that's like a launcher that like which Launch is really Center great. Pro. Yeah, that's the one yeah. which I own, and I was never really able to, you know, mm, yeah, mm. it's it's great, but it never really quite clicked. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't become part of my daily routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the nice thing with drafts is that because I'm trying to like consolidate down to the one text editor to rule them all, you know, um, Bear is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Bear is a fantastic note-taking app, but it's just for notes. And like, I hate the way it handles pasting in a link. It just, it, it like puts it in with a title of the, of the URL and the link as a markdown link when sometimes all you want is just, just give me the link because I've already got the mark, the rest of the markdown link there or whatever, you know? Mm, yeah. Anyways. So that's one of them. Byword is another great text editor. Really nice, really minimalist, this, you know, sort of interface, but that's really all it does is just text, which is fine. Um, there were a bunch of other ones, like Editorial was a good one. Mm. I really liked Editorial. I use a lot of Ulysses. Uh, Ulysses, I've heard, is great. Um, I'm, Although I think Drafts is now on a subscription model. But it's like a yearly subscription of not much, so I'm like, okay, this is fine. Mm. Yeah, so, so be, when you add that ability to turn your text editor into a launch pad mm-hmm. for other things. Yeah, it just um that's that's just like a killer app for me at that point. Yeah, and I can see how that can help you kind of clean up your home screen as well, right? Right. Right. Um most of the apps that I you know want to interact with are they're all on like one page anyways, you know, like if mm-hmm. you if you look at the the screen itself, the um page what do they call it uh, with the three dots? Page indicator? Page indicator, right. There's only one page of apps uh, that's not the home screen. Um, and I can very quickly get to them just by swiping down a little bit and searching, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's it's just nice. It works really well. And uh, Greg Pierce has been really working on drafts for a long time and turned it into something wonderful. I'm excited to see what happens on the Mac. I don't know if I want to go with the beta just yet, but yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing. Guess I'm gonna have to check that out Mac too. Yeah, check it out. But tell me about keyboard keyboard maestro. Oh man, I have a new love, and it's for keyboard maestro. Holy Uh-oh. crap! So this so this all started because um, after upgrading to Catalina. It kind of like uh, the app that I was using for text expansion, which is called Typeinator. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of broke. Then I had to up. I had to like renew my license, and I was like, "Well, am I gonna have to like renew my license like every every time mm-hmm. I like I I upgrade my operating system?" So I was kind of feeling a bit down about that. So I started looking into alternatives. Um, and I had heard about Keyboard Maestro in the past, and I don't know why I didn't 
like I don't know why I didn't gravitate towards that initially. Um, maybe because like it's less focused of a tool, right? Um, but yeah, so I started looking into it, and I was I was checking to see like, okay, can I can I get like a reasonable text expansion tool? Like, can I can I turn this into what Typeinator was? And it turns out the answer is yes. It turns out the answer is holy crap! I can do so much with Keyboard Maestro. It is bonkers. So I've so I've been moving stuff over slowly from Typeinator over to Keyboard Maestro. And at least for text expansion, um, it's really nice. Uh, it actually supports two types of text expansion. One where it simply pastes in the, uh, the text and one where it actually types it. So sometimes... Okay. <laughs> so you know how sometimes on some websites it won't let you like paste stuff in? Oh, right. You can actually have... Um, a macro that like takes the contents of your clipboard for example and types it out for you so it, it allows you to like you know That's interesting enter passwords and emails on sign up forms uh, a I little think more easily that alone is worth the price of admission <laughs> i know right um for those of you who don't want to buy keyboard maestro there is an app that uh supports this that that actually like does this called i think it's called stop the madness it's like a little plugin for Safari. Hmm. <laughs> but regardless, that's besides the point. Uh, and then I started like looking into other like other things I could do with Keyboard Maestro. So, you know, like you go on right. Google and like, what can I do with Keyboard Maestro? Um, and <laughs> one thing is for sure is that I was talking about like the workshop workflow stuff kind of like switching mm-hmm. between screens mm-hmm. and you know maximizing one screen minimizing another that is definitely something that i'm going to be building in keyboard maestro i think that's going to make my life oh wow a nice. whole lot easier when i'm doing workshops um but even just besides that uh when i was setting up for the podcast i actually created a macro called podcast and what it does is that it closes all of my apps and then it opens specifically like Zoom, Notion, QuickTime, and it, it switches my microphone over. It gets me ready to podcast. Nice. And it's been, I was like, wow, you know, like five minutes before the podcast, I was like, oh, crap, I got to set things up. And then, boom, I was ready. Yeah. I. Now, could you do this with Alfred or... Uh, I suppose you could do this with Alfred if you created like either like a workflow or like an Apple script script right, that you could like right. trigger from Alfred. Um, but the interface for doing these things in Keyboard Maestro is, you know, it's really mm. user friendly and right, right. Like it's nice. It's like it's really nice. Sure, I've been really happy with it so far. Can you tell I'm excited? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I like, can tell. Wow. <laughs> like the 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 world is my is my oyster now like it's it's good <laughs> that's fantastic i'm i'm yeah you know like finding a new tool even if there is overlap with other tools that you really like and and use uh when you find one that's just like like chef's kiss you know this is yes this is perfect this is 
exactly what I want, then, right. uh, yeah, you know, you, you bring it into the mix. That's all. And not only does it click, but it also fits in well with my other tools. You know, like I can, right, like, yeah. I can launch or like I can start a macro from Alfred, for example. So, you know, like everything just, mm-hmm. everything just works together, man. It's like, it's beautiful. That's what you want. It's like all of my apps are friends. Just like hanging out, helping each other out, you know, helping me get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. Now I do. <laughs> I do have to ask you, speaking of tools, have you ordered a 16 inch MacBook Pro? Oh, man. You know, it's funny because I've been telling a lot of people since I got the since I got the MacBook Pro with the touch bar, I was like, man, the second that they release a MacBook Pro with a physical escape key, <laughs> I am switching over. Like, no doubt about it. Um but no, no, I didn't I didn't order the sixteen inch. What about you, Angelo? Did you? I did not. Nope, oh. I also did not. Uh, you know, I have a, I think it's a late 2016 MacBook Pro, and I use it docked all the time. Mm. So the keyboard is not really an issue. The touch bar is not really an issue. Um, I have a, a real keyboard that I can use. So, you know, um, it's fine, and I'm probably due for an upgrade sometime soon, so I'll look at it. Uh, but you also famously went to, oh, I don't know how famously, but whatever. <laughs> you went to a 13-inch MacBook Pro as soon as they uh, released a quad-core processor for it because mm-hmm. you preferred the smaller size. So, like, would you even consider a 16-inch is kind of the question. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've made this mistake once before. I okay. I will not upgrade in size again. I'm I'm really happy with like the size and footprint of a 13 inch, especially if I'm traveling. Right, like, it fits really nice on like trays and airplanes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet it 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 makes a big difference. Having a smaller laptop makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I'm just super happy with a 13 inch. However, if they release this sort of like new keyboard setup on a smaller you know, like on a smaller laptop, like a 13 or a 14 inch. Right. Oh, now that becomes tempting. Uh, and and it seems pretty certain that they will. Like, while they won't admit that there's keyboard issues with, you know, despite the recalls and all, not recall, the extended warranty program, um, it seems pretty much a given that they're going to, you know, bring yeah. this... To everyone. For sure. Bring an escape key to the masses. Because um, <laughs> the masses I, I, deserve an escape key. They do, you know. You, you need a way out of full screen windows or whatever. Um, if you're a big Vim user, it's it's it, it's necessary. I know, you're Emacs. I, I know. <laughs> well, um, don't say such things. Uh, but speaking of the escape key, I've yeah. actually gotten used to... Um, to switching caps lock over to escape. So okay. now like the escape key is just not such a big deal anymore. That's interesting. Cause you know, like y- y- when you've been working for years and years and years and years and years, and you've got that muscle memory built in and uh, to try and map it to a completely different spot uh, feels, I guess you could get used to it, but I I wonder like, 
how frustrating it would be to do it, you know? Oh, trust me. It's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But again, like I've had like I've had a touch bar MacBook Pro for years and years and years. So Which is also incredibly frustrating. <laughs> but like so I've gotten I, like I've gotten used to using caps lock as uh, as escape. And mm-hmm. even like my uh so my keyboard is an ErgoDox. So it's one right, of these yeah. keyboards, it splits in half. Um the layout is a bit different. It has like these big thumb clusters. And on so on this layout, there's actually no room for an escape key. Oh, weird. So it just turns out that, you know, this like the whole caps lock as escape just worked out i i guess if you're already using a keyboard that requires some kind of hand gymnastics in a sense you know like you're already not in that standard keyboard format uh maybe switching over isn't as big a like a a hurdle to get over Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, all that to say, the 16-inch MacBook Pro looks like it looks great. It looks like a net upgrade on yeah, everything, you know, like it's a net improvement. I don't see why you would want the the like older 15-inch instead of the 16-inch. Yeah, definitely. But uh yeah, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see um what it'll look like when they release a smaller one. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed it happens in... Oh, no, it doesn't even matter. So I I have, like, we have this very old 2011, early 2011 MacBook Pro that uh, my wife is using, which is now, (laughs) you know, eight years later, almost nine years later. It's just like, ah, It's on its last legs. Yeah. It's it's starting to like give you those little colored blocks on the screen when it, you know, works hard. Oh boy. Or launches something. <laughs> you know, it's just it's <laughs> tired. It's just done. So, and hey, that's that's great 8 years later. So we um we did order a new 13-inch. Mhm. Um so I was just thinking, oh, hey, I could probably just, if they, in the next, like, two weeks after we receive it, release the 13-inch with the keyboard, the new keyboard, maybe we could exchange it. But then I just realized that um, because we upgraded the RAM on this, it's no longer eligible for return. Are you serious? Really? Yep. Yeah. If you do a build-to-order MacBook Pro... It is not eligible for return. You can send it in for repair or, you know, whatever, uh, but you cannot return it. So, yeah, lesson learned. But it's fine. You know what? Like like me, uh, my wife uses her Mac pretty much docked all the time. Okay. The only thing is that something came out, I, I don't know if it was today or yesterday maybe, where... Uh, there's like a a power issue with the 13-inch MacBook Pros where they're just kind of like shutting down on you. 
Yeah, so yeah, I heard Yay. about that. Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it might be something to do with the power management system. We'll see. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so computers are hard. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> like, eh? I feel like that's what we talk about all the time. Is just computers are annoying and hard, but tough to get right. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, they still help. Um, want to button this up? Anything else you want to share or talk about or? Um, not really. Uh, aside from the fact that I'll be. I'll be focusing a lot more on content now. So if you're an iOS developer, follow me on Twitter at Frankacy for uh, all the cool stuff. And man, Angelo, it's good talking to you. It's good talking to you too. I am looking forward to more of the same. And uh, yeah, um, you can follow me at Angelo Stavro on Twitter or AngeloStavro.com. Maybe I'll start blogging again. Who knows? Maybe I'll start tweeting again. Who knows? Uh, I probably will. But for now, you can find me there. So that's everything. Thanks a lot. We'll speak again soon, Frank. Indeed. And next time we'll probably be talking about hmm, perhaps the new year. Uh, The run up too. Yeah, absolutely. Lots to do. Can't wait. Get ready. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Make